Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 414 for Tuesday, the, what is it, the 25th. The 25th of August. August. 2015, welcome to the show. Tonight we have got some fun planned for you as we build a raspberry pie-flavored, powered uh, music server. A music server that you can actually fit in your pocket. Perfect. I'm going to actually, Sasha's going to get her hands dirty and and actually put it together for us. Yes, I'll build it. You up the challenge? Absolutely. All right. Not a problem. Now here's what's coming up in the Category 5.TV newsroom. A Formula One fan has had his wish of a new bionic hand fulfilled after sending a letter to the boss of Mercedes GP Patronus team. A new social site promises to learn your posting behavior and develop an AI to post as you. Lenovo is up to their old tricks, this time embedding malware into the computer BIOS, making it impossible to remove by traditional means. And featuring 44 of Google's 90 browser languages, Google Translate for Android Wear bridges the language divide for travelers. Stephen Colbert's Late Show will feature some tech heavyweights in its first week on air. Stick around, the full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Kid and your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I am Sasha Dermatis. Sasha, how you been? I've been great. How have you been? Excellent. I am here in front of a new laptop. Oh, yes. It is awesome. I know, right? Uh, Yeah. It's actually, uh, it's kind of worked out for the good because we were working with a pretty old laptop and uh, the screen died about two or three weeks ago, I guess, Mm -hmm. and was going to cost more to replace the screen than to replace the laptop with a refurb uh, because I was able to find a really good deal. And some people in the chat room were saying, what could you possibly get for 254 bucks? That's what we got. It's so, really sharp. I actually jotted down the specs for you because some of you were curious about what we were able to get. And I'll explain how I was able to do that. So first of all, the specs are kind of pretty awesome for, for 250 bucks for sure. Uh, so we got a great deal. It's a Dell Latitude E6420. It's got an i7-2640M processor. That's the 2.8 gigahertz uh, processor. Okay. 8 gigs of DDR3 RAM. Uh, it's got a 500 gigabyte hard drive, and it's got a license for Windows 7 Pro, which we uh, it didn't come with it pre-installed. So that was the surprise last week. Right. So I think that's part of how the cost was was down. It's got a 14-inch screen, gigabit NIC, uh, BGN networking, DVD rewriter combo drive, which is kind of nice because we can burn DVD video discs of the show right on the laptop. So nice. Um, Bluetooth and an SD card reader. So pretty perfect for what we're doing because it's like after the show, I, I get home and then we do the uploads from home so that I can save the cost of the bandwidth uh, here at Studio D. Adam's here tonight, so you can see the new, the new rig uh, that gives us our LTE internet. That's that bad boy. And that is our turbo hub, which I picked up uh, secondhand for 35 bucks. <laughs> so it's been a whole couple of weeks of just looking for the deals. And you found great deals, which is great. I got some great deals. So, uh, which is I'm, good. I'm lucky to be in an industry where I, I do have some excellent contacts, some great friends. Um, thanks to Brett for hooking me up with the laptop. Um, this was just a, a really good find on, on our local classifieds. So it was just kind of a fluke. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it worked out really, really well. So 
So yeah, thank you so much for Patreon. You know, all of our Patreon our, supporters, people yeah. who are also some people don't want to do it through Patreon. I really love the Patreon model because it gives us a like targeted goals, and we can really kind of mm-hmm. make it a, a, a bit of a fun game. And how cool is it that you can, uh, for example, some people have caught on and said, "Okay, I don't really want to give ten dollars a month, say, but I'll do twenty five cents an episode." Right. Why not? Right. So patreon.com slash category five, you can actually give 25 cents an episode and you'll be supporting the show. And if enough people do that, it makes a huge difference and it is making a difference. And having to replace a bit of hardware this month has really uh, shown itself to, you know, that's really making a a big impact. And we thank you for for your support. Thanks for helping take the pressure off a bit. Last week, we had a, a big rainfall, eh? Yeah. Remember during the show, I, just near the end of the show, I said, wow, it's really starting to come down out there. Cats and dogs at Cat 5. Everybody that was going out got drenched. How wet was it? It, it was, was pretty wet. Full on, like, bath, like, shower time. By the time I got to my yeah. car, I was soaked. So I am here a little bit later than everyone else, kind of wrapping up and getting the files together, getting the audio dubbing and all that stuff. And uh, by the time I got out, there was over a foot of water in our parking lot. I was afraid of pulling out. So uh, I actually got a video of, uh, of that storm, and it's up on our backstage pass. If you've got a Roku, make sure you go into our special features backstage pass, and you'll see how bad that storm really was. It was crazy. I still I I want to get a Roku. You need I a Roku. Want, I need a Roku, and then I need to do an episode on Try It, Buy It. I think so. We've got some exciting stuff for Try It, Buy It, too. And, and it's building and building, and we're going to be um, shooting some new stuff. We've got uh, the show show coming soon as well. Awesome. So lots of cool stuff coming up. Robbie, before we get further, I need to mm-hmm. say that Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters, cat5.tv slash IAIB. Awesome. Um, Okay. I want to say hey in our chat room to uh, Sparkly Balls, who is there joining us, helping us beta test the the channel that that, uh, has been being put together by Nate UK for the Cody platform. Right. Oh, yeah. I saw... Pretty much... I saw a screenshot. I know. We saw screenshots in the chat room. So get into the chat room. Find out more. Uh, How Field is away from keyboard, but hopefully watching the show. Welcome and nice to see you. Also see Nua and Old Salt joining us again tonight. Welcome. Smokey Joe. And uh, Tally's here in studio. Excited to be joining the chat room. And also uh, there's been talk that uh, Tally uh, is getting a little older now and she's tempted and, and working on some show ideas. Uh, for a children-centric video game show. So that could be coming to the Category 5 TV network. Is that right? Somehow that reminds me. Remember the Crocodile Hunter? I do. Not that you're the Crocodile Hunter, because that ended badly. But his daughter (laughs) has a new show. Oh, yeah? Like his young daughter ended up with her own new show. She's probably old I hope she's not doing the same thing as Dad. Um, She might be. Oh, dear. (laughs) What? Some, what it's a generational curse, I suppose. Yeah, well. Much like computer it's, tech. It's a geekery. calling. Well, there's not much risk in that. No. No. <laughs> ah, the Raspberry Pi has got me. Speaking of the Raspberry Pi. I know. I've got, well, I've got a Model B Plus here because I wanted to show you, yeah, what we're going to do tonight is going to work on that. But we're going to actually be working with a Raspberry Pi 2. And the reason for that is because they've sent us one to show you a kit that is available through our shop. You can go to cat5.tv slash pie and you'll be able to pick up one of these kits. So can we get into it? Yes. Want to take a look? Yes. Okay. Pie being P-I, not I'm gonna, P-I-E. I'm going to take a risk P-I-E and throw pie. away yeah. my notes. You are? Gently there. Yeah, because we've got a, an oh, yes. overhead cam tonight so that we can actually demo for you uh, everything that we've got here in the kit. So let's see what we got. Okay, so this comes to us from Vilross. And like I say, you can go to cat5.tv slash pi. P-I, not P-I-E. We're ready for either one. I like pumpkin pie, personally. I, well, raspberry pie is good, except the seeds get cut, uh, caught in my teeth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this anyway. is... So what is, what is raspberry pie as far as the computer system goes? It's, it's basically a portable, very, very tiny, I should say, a microcomputer. So no screen. 
No screen built in. I mean, you can get a little like touch screen for it. You can get a case that has a built-in touch screen if you really wanted to, but it's got so, HDMI output. Is this similar then to like what GoPro is to cameras? Like you could get a little tiny screen and have like a little tiny computer. If you wanted to say this is, you know, a tiny version of a bigger thing, then yeah, I guess. I don't know. More I would say like a a limitless multimedia little device. Like you think of a Roku uh and then say, well, what if I could actually build my own and put Kodi on it, XBMC, and, and build my own multimedia platform? Right. Get onto Amazon using our link. Get a uh, little wireless remote control, for example. You can do all that stuff. So the Raspberry Pi, if we can get into it, is just this little itty-bitty computer. And it just looks like a circuit board, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. There it is. So that's your computer got the processor it's got a gig of ram it's got everything that you need to get started it's got hdmi output so the vi- that's, that's your what video that is out. there yeah. that's your power that's usb okay so micro usb that's going to give you power uh this is hdmi output this is uh 3.5 millimeter aka quarter inch audio output audio uh, so that's output. your stereo audio okay. so if you're not using the audio from the hdmi for example you can use the output from this and we're gonna we're gonna look at that over on this side, this is the two, uh, the Raspberry Pi 2 Model B. Uh, as you can see from the box there, it's got the Ethernet. Okay, four USB ports. Can I ask you a really horrible question? You can the, ask me terrible the ether- questions. The Ethernet. Yeah. <laughs> is that like the dial-up thing? Is that like? <laughs> it's not a modem. I don't know. What's Ether? What? Ethernet is uh, your Sorry, internet high speed. Everybody, internet, to let you down. internet connection. Okay. So gotcha. your, your Ethernet cable, the big RJ45 <laughs> that gives you internet, that plugs into the router, that kind of thing, okay. gives you internet, Okay. Right? So I'm picking up what you're looking All at. right. Yeah, you got it? I got this. Okay. Reading your mail? It's your internet. That's what's going to give you networking. Okay. And typically, if you're going to connect this to a network so that you can use the files, um, you're going you're gonna to need gonna that. You're going to need that. It doesn't have built-in Wi-Fi. So you, Okay. Right. So you really have to go Ethernet, or I'm going to show you what's in the kit. We do have Wi-Fi for you as well. Perfect. You sighed like you were going to say something. It has that new computer smell. <laughs> you notice that? Smell. No. You can smell that. It does. It, oh, it really does. I don't know that I love the new computer no. smell. I love the it's new like it's book been sprayed smell. Down with, okay. It's been, yeah, ooh. <laughs> so let's define the outline of our project a little bit here. Okay. We want to build an audio server that fits in our pocket. That's requirement number one, hence the Raspberry Pi. Right. That allows us to control our multimedia. And by multimedia, I'm actually specifically going for audio with this project. So this is music, files, podcasts, internet radio. We want to be able to control all of these things from our smartphone, from our computer, without having to connect this to a TV or something like that. So this is going to be a headless server on our network. Okay. And the other requirement for this is that it is going to uh, be able to play a ton of different file formats. So we're not going to hit any snags with the type of file that we're using. And I want to take it one step further and be able to program playlists from my device. So, for example, if I've got a lot of Christmas music at Christmas time, I don't want those songs coming up in the middle of July Right. I want to have the ability to control playlists. So this could be your own little portable DJ, really. Really is. Yeah. Um, now, the final requirement, thinking portable or portability, the final requirement is that I would like this to be able to get the music from my network. So if I've got a, an Unraid server that's got all of our, our CDs ripped into it, I want to be able to access them from this device without having to put the music on this device. Right. Okay. okay. That said, it does have USB, so we should also, throughout, through the confines of this project, be able to put any music on, say, an 8-gig flash drive, stick it in there, and have access to that in a portable fashion. Correct. And then become okay. DJs. Okay, That's so right. those are the confines that I want to put on this project. It's a three-part series. We're starting tonight with the build itself. Sound good? Am I part of every part of this? You want to be? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what, first of all, okay, we're going to get into this kit. I know you're anxious to open this up. This is the, the Vilross kit that you can get at cat5.tv slash pi. Before we do, you notice uh, one of the things that I mentioned is that it has the 8th uh, inch 
audio output. Because this is an audio rig that we're doing, uh, we are going to use the audio output that's built into the Raspberry Pi. You know that Raspberry Pis have been notorious for bad audio quality. Those are some of the earlier models. They have improved it. So I'm really hopeful that we will be able to do this without having to buy a separate card, which we can do if it comes down to it. But Where we're would gonna, you put that? We're going to try. It goes onto this oh, right okay. here, so it plugs in here. Okay. So we want to use the onboard audio and be able to do it that way. That's the plan. So this cable is not included in the kit, but it is available for only like two bucks in our shop as well at that same link. And all it does is it takes that kind of headphone jack, see? Yeah. And turns it into RCA so you can plug it into your stereo, into a PA system, something like that. Okay. So then once this is all built and put together, that goes into the headphone jack and you're ready to plug in. Bingo, bango. Yeah. Okay. You want to rip into it? Yes. Let's see what's in the. Let's okay. see what's Can in the Can I just say on a girly side of things? Yes. Look at that cute little pie on there. Oh, look at the cute little pie. It, it's like a, it's a raspberry. Look at the cute little raspberry. You guys want to see this? It's really cute. What's going on about the logo? The little logo on there. Oh, it's so adorable. Yeah, look at I that. I just want to cuddle it. It just changes everything. Okay, okay so here oh, yeah, we are. Gotta, get, okay, get this. Let's see. Okay, Am so I? we've got a 2000 milliamp power adapter. Okay. It's going to give us power. Can I just rip it? Yeah, just rip it. Oh, I know you just got your nails done. I know. Just for this episode alone. Okay, so it's an AC adapter. (laughs) Yeah, this is so it's 2000 milliamp power adapter. And as I say, that's going to go into the USB here, and that's going to power our computer. How come we didn't? You want to do that one? Okay, I don't want you to. She's going to break a nail, and then we're never going to hear the end of it. Okay, I win. What is this? HDMI this is cable. HDMI cable. Okay, look at all the trash. I this is recyclable, that. right? Okay, here's our, our case. This is what <gasps> the computer's going to go in. That's how big this whole computer's going that to be. That is nice. Yeah. See, that's similar to, you know, uh, like one of those camera things, like the SJ... The SJ-4000 that is actually above our heads. Can you see that, Adam? Because for those of you who are wondering, hey, how are they getting that... It's upper the, shot. That yeah. is actually an SJ4000 from our shop, cat5.tv slash action cam, USB output. Yes. How do you like that? It's awesome. You can turn your SJ4000 to an underwater camera you can with turn, a case like that. Yeah, but you can turn it into a wirecast camera source for live <laughs> video and do product demonstrations in 720p. Nice. Okay, so this, is the, I- this is the Wi-Fi adapter that you have just unwrapped so this is a nice little edamax wi-fi adapter so if you want to use wi-fi you can do that and it just plugs into the usb there nice. now your raspberry pi has wi-fi what else you got oh heat these sinks. are like oh i was gonna say that <laughs> they're uh, you were gonna you were probably gonna say they're cute like, aren't you yes they're so cute they're so says. small Little heat sinks. Are they made of aluminum? Aluminum. Where, where do, yeah, aluminum. Uh, and the heat sinks dissipate heat so that, you know, this will go on the processor, for example, right? So right. You, it's got a double-sided tacky kind of tape. It's really weird working with a camera above your head because everything's a little bit backward. So this is going to stick on there, and then we've got another one to go on to the other chip here, which if I look really closely, I don't know if my eyes can... No, my eyes can't do it. Not anymore. So um. those are going to keep the chips from getting too hot it's going to improve performance because the processors are not going to be as hot as they would be without the heat sinks right so it gives it a cool little look a question about this micro sd yeah so why is there a tiny tiny micro sd chip and then the adapter why wouldn't they just give me a bigger okay so on the bottom of the uh raspberry pi you see the micro uh micro sd yes port so this is where your card goes basically the hard drive is a micro sd card so they give you one of these along with the kit, and this is a, an HCI card, so it's super fast. It's going to give you the best performance possible. This is the 8-gig card, and it comes with noobs already installed. That's the operating system for the Raspberry Pi. Just It's to get you started. You don't have to use it. We're not going to use it, but it is a good way to get started. And then that chip just goes in there, and now that's your hard drive. Okay, so okay. this is for something else this altogether. This is... So when you want to copy files to this or uh, if you want to actually 
install the image of the operating system. So it comes with noobs installed, but if you want to change it, we're going to actually be using this when we install um, the operating system next week. Um, this goes in here and turns it into a full-sized SD card so that your camera card reader in your computer can take that card. Well, golly. Well, golly, eh? That is... So it's pretty sleek. Pretty sleek. So this is all included in the kit, everything you see here, along with the HDMI cable. Now, I've also gone and ordered an HDMI to DVI adapter so that we can then connect this thing if we wanted to to a DVI computer screen rather than an HDMI TV. Okay, what's, okay. A, what's a DVI computer screen? DVI is the digital video interface. Okay, perfect. So Raspberry Pi does not have analog video output. It's okay. all digital. So if you want to connect any video, any uh, monitor, it has to be a digital monitor. So HDMI okay. or DVI. Uh, a, an HDMI to VGA cable adapter, unless it has some kind of magical wiring inside some circuit board that converts it to a digital signal, it's not going to work because there is no analog signal coming off of this board. Right. Okay. So are you, are you going to build this thing? Well, I don't time. know. I feel like you were Do you doing think, it. Oh, no, I was, I was helping you open the thing, but really... I thought I mean, it was all got... built. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, so we've got this. Okay. There you go. I'm going to see if you can open that without breaking it, because this is the moment of truth, right? <laughs> did you hear that? Did it, did it snap? Well, no. It should just kind of snap open. I'm working on it. It should just kind of... Maybe you should there kill you time some... Oh, look at how tiny those screws oh, are. Everything so is so cute. It's so cute. Look at these screws. They're how so tiny. How come I don't build computers more? Oh, my goodness, Sasha. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to put this... Let's look at the case a little bit, okay. um, if I may. Uh, it, it looks pretty good. It's got air vents, but it's got also... I like that it has these uh, kind of screw holes so that you could... <sighs> screw it in and mount it on a wall or on something. What are you asking you know, at? Is something small okay, and cute? Okay, no, something is commonsensical. And I don't know if you can see it, but it Let's has, it, it tells you on the case where HDMI, each thing goes. Right. So audio, HDMI, it says G, what GPIO. is that? GPIO, which is don't this thing here, probably. what it stands for. People in the chat room know, they can tell us. Micro USB power. So this is perfect. I would be able to do this without you possibly. I'm not Go going. For it. I'm not yeah. going to. <laughs> I'm gonna here. You're gonna no. do that. I'm gonna tell you the specs of the system itself. Okay, this this is the Raspberry Pi two model B with one gig of RAM. It's got the quad core. Let's. How about you keep that in the frame here so that oh. people can see you putting this together. Okay. Look at your mess. <laughs> uh, okay, quad core Broadcom BCM twenty eight thirty six CPU with a gig of RAM. Is that in there nice and secure, or does that? How does that? I don't think it clicks in. I think it just sits in. Does it just sit in? I think so. I don't want not to force to, anything. I'm not giving you a hard time. No, I just well, want to be sure. Go ahead and build it, he said. Yeah, you I'll do I'll let it. you do, you do that, it. he okay, says. See if it goes together. It's got the 40-pin <laughs> uh, GPIO for adding other additional components. Micro SD slot, as we showed you. Four USB ports. Full-size HDMI. Full-size? That's kind of a bonus. I just realized that. It's not a micro HDMI or anything like that that needs an adapter, so it'll use standard HDMI cable. Uh, it's got, uh, let's see, the camera port, uh, so you can actually buy a, a webcam component for it. Is everything wrong? No, not everything. Okay. Okay, please hold. <laughs> Your request <laughs> is being... Her luck is that... Uh, Your request is being held in priority sequence. I think this is backwards. Is it backwards? This How would you know? It like this. Oh, it didn't click. It didn't click together. Okay. Now, what I, what I am noticing here is irrelevant because yeah i think it's just the lineup of the holes for the screws right is really how you can tell yes this should be so much you actually smoother. you should actually screw the, that down before just, just to tell you not oh, that okay. I, i'm not doing it okay did it come with a tiny it came little with cute adorable screwdriver? adorable little screws it did okay however so, i have a question it came with three screws and four holes so which hole am i skipping I would say any of the above, I suppose. Okay, there's not a... Oh, look at how tiny I think it's supposed. Maybe it's supposed to come with four? Probably. Um, yours will come with four. Yeah, yours probably will. Is this magnetic? Is this one of those ones that... Oh, it, it yeah. is. Okay, good. Okay, there we go. Okay. It's, the magnetic thing doesn't kill anything in the actual computer? Well, there is that. Okay, well, if this doesn't work... So this, I can feel that there's a bit of a... There. See how it, it snapped in? So that's it what, was the wrong now way before. See? No, but I'm saying even yeah. how it was sitting on top, 
it's now snapped in. Even without the screws, it's not coming out. Okay. Which is ideal. So, so three screws is fine. Okay. Here we go. I'll just drink my coffee. This is, well, this we is can fun talk, for me. We can talk while you're doing this. Some coffee. I don't think that the screws are actually catching anything. Are you sure that's where the screws are supposed to go? Like it looks like that's where the screws oh, are yeah, supposed to go. Oh yeah, it's loose as anything. But I don't yeah, think that that's... No, there's, there's no threading there. There's a 0% chance that that's where the screws are there's supposed no to traction. go. There's no traction. No traction So here's what I'm However, thinking. However, what are you thinking? I'm thinking we'll put this... From the other side. Put it in the bottom? There's, there is no, no place in the bottom. However... Uh, it, it, I'm gonna snapped, try it snapped in and it's real snug. I'm going to see once I close this whether just, or not there's it's a spot. free. And does that snap right together? Well, probably. Yeah. I'm sort of tentative about it. I don't want to break anything. Okay, will you snap it with your man no, hands? No, no. If my man hands? <laughs> Good golly. Nope. Can't do I, I it. Always just, uh oh. I always just take I take my time and I look <laughs> and I say, Okay, so the, the clip is on the inside. So, okay. So my case has to go in such a way that those are on the inside of the uh of the chassis. Here we go. And then it just kinda snaps in. No nothing to it. Oh, see? That's what I was doing. You don't want to force anything like that because if you do, then yeah, you're going to break some plastic and then it won't hold together. But that is solid. Like that's mm -hmm. not that's not coming undone. That's not falling so, out or anything like that. See these little holes here? Are these for the screws? No. But then, no, the screws are uh, the redundant. The screws are irrelevant. They're, They're just here to be adorable. They're so tiny, everybody. They're so cute. So Have you tiny. seen these screws? They make me look like a giant. So tiny. So itty. I can't even tell where they. So itty bitty. Okay, so I just built a computer. Is that it? Uh, is that it? You're done? I think so. That's it. The end. So the next step for us, that's, okay, so if that's really how easy it was, it was easy, right? It was really easy, Pretty except easy. for that part. So now <laughs> we've got, now, of course, we've got the heat sinks, which, which I would like to put on there. Oh. Um, that's, Oopsie. you skipped ahead to step three, Sasha. Oopsie daisy. Which is okay. So I, I do want to add those, though. Is there a way? Is there a way to get in once you've already snapped it together? Maybe we can play it like Operation and just get in there with a tiny pair of tweezers. What kind of music are we adding, Adam? Um, we can do dubstep. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay, so I just kind of got my dainty little manicured nails in here. And try just a little bit. So it's doable? It is doable. I just don't want to crack it. This is some good tea. You know what? The heat sinks actually feel a little cool to the touch. They are. They That's actually... why they're so good, because they're going to actually draw the heat from the chips. Very cool. Yeah. I meant the scariest one. Yeah. This is the one that doesn't want to give way, because it's right next to the... This is true suspense. Port. There we go. Kay. Okay. So. We're backing up just a little bit. And okay, I'm going to peel these. You want to get... Okay, I'm going to let you do this. So yeah, this is... The this little one... Go, the, the cutest one goes on the <laughs> cutest chip there. The most adorable chip. I know. There. There we go. Okay. Give it a little nice these little are, push. This Nicely is, done. Well, thank you. Nice and you. straight. Yeah. This is good. Okay. And okay. then this one, I just want to make sure... Do you want them to be pointed the same way? Do you want them sideways? Do you want this, some is this style? My, is this my choice? This is... Do I yeah, have... Like you have stylistic licensing here. I think we'll go this way for Kay. this one. Alrighty. And I'll just square it up Nice. Here, nice. Press it down. There we go. And they're on. Swell. And then Kay. you can go ahead. Then you want me to get that yeah. back on there? Okay. So that goes on here. There. Now we have a Raspberry Pi 2 already set to go. This is from the kit at cat5.tv slash pi. We've got the wireless adapter, which we can put in there. There we go. And we're set to go. That is amazing. I like it. Power I cable. like that I did it. Like, I feel like I should buy one of these now. There's the power cable. And it, see, it's just got just H HDMI output, right? So it's a computer that now 
is re- ready to go. Uh, the, you see the case has an opening for the micro SD slot. So if you were wondering, okay, well, now that you've put it together, how are we going to put the card in? It's, it's right in the bottom here. Yeah. So we're going to be able to play around with noobs. We're going to be able to try the uh, software that we're going to be experimenting with over the next couple of episodes. Now, Sasha, you want to be involved in this. So I do want to be involved not be in this. It be next week. It may be the following week. Right. So how many of you now are watching this and really want one of these? Because that's kind of where I am now. I don't even know Wait what the end result is, but I it. feel pretty accomplished so let's at this Briefly, point. just to give you an idea of what we can do with the Raspberry Pi 2. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful enough little system that we can build a web server. This can host a website. Mm-hmm. This can be connected to your TV and run all of your TV shows and all of your programming that way. Right? This can be an internet-connected device that you can just browse the web on a big-screen TV if you wanted to. Or you could use this in an environment, say an office environment, where you want to do presentations. You can install LibreOffice uh, the presentation version, the software, impress, and then use it for PowerPoint slideshows and things like that. So, say you didn't get this laptop, could you have that instead? Laptop? Yeah, say you didn't do this. Could you have instead used this? Used something like this and just hooked it up to a screen? Um, no, because no. the okay. laptop just for me represents. Um, video production. Gotcha. So this is not a computer that is powerful enough for that. This would be more comparable performance-wise to, say, a, a smartphone. Gotcha. So you can install. You could put some apps and things on it. You can put some games on it. You can do some really, really fun things. But realistically, compared to a full-fledged i7 computer, that's going to outperform. Right. But this is going to do some really cool stuff. Awesome. All right. Okay. So that is uh, our initial build. And over the next uh, two, uh, well, we've got a three-part series. We're going to be installing the, uh, the software next and getting it up and running with audio. So we're going to be using uh, some really nice software that's going to give us access to it from our smartphone. You don't want to miss out on that. Um, as well, then we're going to be deploying it and installing it on a PA system. No way. So, lots of fun Super to come. Super cool. Um, if you wouldn't mind cleaning up this desk I know. while I head over to the newsroom. What room. a mess. <laughs> Look at you. Like all this plastic. That's right. Recycle. Recycle. Let's head on over to the newsroom if you're ready over there. I am almost ready. Almost ready? It's a far walk. Yeah. It's a big studio here, Studio D. Look at this mess. Look at it. All right. Oh, are you ready? Okay. I am ready. Off to the newsroom. Here is Sasha Dermatis. It's Tuesday, August 25th, 2015, and here are the stories we're covering this week. Mercedes has answered a teenager's request for help by providing him with a new bionic hand. Continue posting to social media even after you've died. It's now possible thanks to the creepiest social media innovation we can remember. Lenovo was up to their old tricks, this time embedding malware in the computer BIOS, making it impossible to remove by traditional means. Featuring 44 of Google's 90 browser languages, Google Translate for Android Wear bridges the language divide for travelers. And could Stephen Colbert want to bring tech to late night? If his first week's guests are any indication, it looks like we've got some interesting tech discussions about to take place. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. You've got mad skills, now hone them. Learn new skills or improve your existing ones with online video tutorials and training from lynda.com through our special link at cat5.tv slash lynda. Learn software, technology, creative, and business skills you can use today to help you achieve your professional goals. Join today and start learning. We'll give you this chance to try it absolutely free with unlimited access to all of the courses. Sign up now for free, cat5.tv slash Linda. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. Matthew James, a 14-year-old from Berkshire, UK, was born without a left hand. He was fitted with a bionic version, which he described as being like a claw, and his dream was for a more sophisticated device, but they cost a small fortune. Matthew had his eye on an eye limb pulse from Touch Bionics, a firm in Scotland. His family had raised some money, but nowhere near the 30,000 pounds needed. Hoy. He decided to ask Ross Braun for help after the F1 boss visited his school. 
I'd like to say, wow, the F1 boss visited this kid's school. Awesome. In a letter, Matthew offered to have his hand sponsored by Mercedes in exchange for help. Matthew was invited for a tour of the Mercedes factory while a member of the F1 team made contact with Touch Bionics. The two organizations agreed to share technology which is used in both the car and the bionic arm. As a part of the deal, the £25,000 fee to fit the hand and train Matthew to use it was waived. Mercedes is helping to fundraise the rest. Matthew said his old hand was a simple open and close mechanism like a claw, while the new one has five individual motors in each finger, and therefore each finger can move individually. The arm was fitted a little more than a week ago, and he's still getting used to it. But he can already open jars and carry cups of tea. He reports that he's discovered one downside to having his new bionic hand. He says, unfortunately, I'm having to do more chores. Ross Braun said Matthew's letter to the team was very touching. Meeting Matthew and hearing firsthand how the new device would improve his quality of life was a ple- it was a pleasure and I am delighted that our initial contact has now led to such a positive conclusion. Such a great story and I am amazed at the technological advance for things like bionic arms. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, I my mother only has one arm, and she doesn't have anything near the device this guy has. Five motors in each finger. It's amazing. I, I love hearing stories when technology is improving the lives of somebody like him who really wanted to have a replacement for his missing hand. Mm-hmm. And now technology is at the point where they can say, yeah, we can do that, and how cool that they actually provided that for him. I would like to lodge a formal complaint against my elementary school, however. (laughs) We never had anyone that cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. New site, Eternine, promises digital immortality using a kind of artificial intelligence to scan your posts. It will then continue posting online for you after death. Yes. It's the creepiest thing we've learned today, too. If your social activity consists of posts of Taylor Swift and complaints about train companies, it means you can post them for eternity. That's insane. You can also smile at things similar to likes forever. And there is both a main page, which works like Facebook newsfeed, and a core text, which works like a Facebook profile. There are bots called Niners who can help you... Uh, which you can, that can help you and you can adopt them as many as you need. Wow. This means the social network can keep its engagement levels up via bots and counterparts interacting with no humans at all. So what's the point, I wonder? And you can meet your social media mirror image before you die as well. Users control the level of activity of their counterparts while alive, allowing them to post while they are offline. So what I gather is you have created a personality for yourself, right? And then you're teaching the computer your personality, and then the computer just takes it from there. Who what? comes up with this? Who came, <laughs> who came up with the name, I'd like to know? Eternine. Why, why isn't it 90? Why isn't Eternity? Oh. Right? Oh. Eternity. Eternine. I think I the whole thing is just a bad idea. I just think about imagine. how creepy it would be that my Twitter continues to post as me after I'm gone. Right. And it's not really me. It's artificial intelligence pretending to be me and, as creepy as it is, acting like me. Right. I mean, I, what if I were to pass away? I have one of these and I pass away, right? And my loved ones are trying to move on. Yeah. Right? Like, for example, my, like, Dave, like he's trying, like, and then all of us, I'm still posting on his oh. site. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Hey, Dave. How's it going, man? Yeah, like, just, <laughs> just creepy. Oh, dear. When you're gone, you are supposed to rest in peace, not play on Facebook further. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're addicted to social media when you need an AI to be you after you've died. Wow. So you can continue on. Some people just have to be connected. Okay. Lenovo has sold laptops bundled with unremovable software that features a bonus exploitable security vulnerability. Mm-hmm. 
If the software is deleted or the hard drive wiped out and Windows reinstalled from scratch, the laptop's firmware will quietly and automatically reinstall Lenovo software on the next boot up. Creepy also. Built into the firmware on the laptop's motherboard is a piece of code called the Lenovo Service Engine, or LSE. If Windows is installed, the LSE is executed before the Microsoft operating system is launched. The LSE makes sure that autocheck.exe is found in the System32 folder and is Lenovo's variant of the file. If Microsoft's official version is there, it is moved out of the way and replaced. The executable is run during startup and is supposed to check the computer's file system to make sure it's free of any corruption. It sounds corrupt themselves. <laughs> Lenovo's variant of this, file, of this system file ensures that Lenovo update.exe and Lenovo check.exe are present in the operating system's system32 directory. Wow. And if not, it will copy the executables into that directory during boot up. So if you uninstall or delete these programs, this is the worst part, the LSE in the firmware will bring them back during the next power on or reboot. So you could delete them, imagine that they're gone, and if you don't check again, they're there, just hanging out in the background. To pull this off, the LSE exploits Microsoft's, Microsoft's Windows platform binary table feature. This allows PC manufacturers and corporate IT to inject drivers, programs, and other files into the Windows operating system from the motherboard firmware. But a tool quietly released on July 31st will uninstall the engine if it is present on your machine. It is available for download on Lenovo's support site. So at, so they offered a fix? That's a good That's, thing. Yeah. I don't know that I would trust going to their website at this point. Doesn't that raise a serious red flag as far as that feature goes? Like, okay, they're using it to deploy their software and keep it persistent. What about a virus or some malware that is ta- that's taking control of your system or monitoring yeah so if you were to able to hack into that yeah. right now now whatever it is what malicious file that you've put on to, tagged along that or i don't know how it works exactly but it just would keep reinstalling even if you thought you deleted it mm-hmm. it is That's not cool lenovo definitely not cool thanks for offering us a fix <laughs> <laughs> Quietly. <laughs> this, is, this keeps happening. Uh, sorry, we did this again. Here's a fix. Here's, we here, got caught. Here's a Band-Aid. Yeah, so here, now that we got caught, we'll have to remove it. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool, cool watch happening here. Google Translate has arrived for people with Android smartwatches. Using the voice-to-text command, a wearer can say in their language what they'd like to communicate. Choose another language and hear their request translated into that tongue. Digital readouts on the wrist will provide the same words in the written form to help with the exchange. This application works quickly, translating translating a chosen phrase from one language to another in seconds, provided there's a good signal. It will still suffer the same problems of automated translation, but can certainly help bridge the gap of simple questions, asking for directions to the restroom or getting help in an emergency. I can imagine some of the funny little things that might accidentally misinterpret, but this is great. And the app is designed to work both ways. So the person wearing the Android device turns the watch between themselves and the one they're speaking to, and the app automatically switches between languages, moving back and forth between speakers. How cool is that? You don't even need to learn the language of the person you're getting to know. Well, and if if you're traveling to somewhere like China where there are so many different languages as you say and and so you've got this watch and you can speak in english and then as you turn it toward them it switches to their language and then you turn it back to you and it shows you what they said in english that's cool that's smart it's so smart it can also i I bet you it wouldn't be allowed during french exams here (laughs) (laughs) i feel like none of those smart watches during your during your French tests. It can also analyze voice to identify the language a speaker is using. Though not necessary when you're traveling in France or the United States, this can be extra help, an extra helpful capability for people um, traveling in countries like China, Malaysia, or the Philippines, where locals might speak one or two of up to a dozen languages. Yes. So it can just automatically sense, I guess, 
with the tonal languages, which dialects, I suppose. Yeah. And being able to, I guess it it makes sense. Google does a pretty fair job of of detecting, anyways. Mm-hmm. And once it samples enough of a voice pattern, it can figure out, okay, well, what language are they speaking based on the auto detection that yeah. it's been able to, you know, speech to text and I, then convert. This is such a smart little gadget. Love it. The application is brand new and currently features 44 of the 90 languages Google's browser translator covers. The Android Wear will require an internet connection to access the application, though it won't have to connect to a phone. Oh, how funny would that be if you lost connection in the middle of a really serious like conversation <laughs> or argument? <laughs> So, and all of a sudden, we don't get it. <laughs> yeah. This is perfect. Oopsie, Sorry, what did you we're going to have to cut it short. What? Yep. So what? this is actually an app for Android Wear. So yeah. not even a, a, a particular device, but actually just an app that you can pop in there and you're good to go. I How love awesome it. How awesome is that? You know what would take the anxiety out of traveling to a new place? Because some people, Surely. I'm sure, don't travel abroad because they're really worried about the communication Sure. Issues, right? Even so, here in Canada, I mean, you go to Quebec, and a, a lot of people, even even those who can speak English, will refuse in Quebec to speak English because we're holding on to our culture here. You're in our in our area. We're going to speak our language. So, and that's probably similar in other areas of the world, right? So, yeah. to go there and be able to communicate can really assist. But I think also you'll learn a lot. I don't know when I was working with translation and everything i learned a lot about french because i'm constantly seeing the okay this means this this means this i think you can actually learn so cool also cool in entertainment news stephen colbert's first two late show guests will be george clooney and jeb bush exactly the kind of guests you would expect very famous very topical and practice on the talk show circuit but Colbert's Late Show takes a little tech detour starting on day two. He's invited SpaceX and Tesla CEO Elon Musk for his second night, followed by Uber CEO Travis Kal- Kalanick for its third. Both make for very interesting additions to Colbert's first week. It's probably too soon to make anything out of it, but their early appearance certainly gives the impression that Colbert might use his show to bring tech and business figures with some frequency, rather than focusing on just the entertainment world. Very cool. Talk show hosts generally keep conversations with their guests as friendly as possible. They're holding conversations more than interviews. But with Colbert coming from a politically oriented background, it'll be interesting to see if he brings a more critical voice to discussions with candidates and controversial figures. Ooh. Colbert's Late Show debuts Tuesday, September 8th, exactly two weeks from tonight. Now I'm really interested in watching. Hmm. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Big thanks this week to Roy W. Nash and our community of viewers for submitting stories to us. If you found a news story you would like to send, email it to newsroom at category5.tv. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. Thanks, Sasha. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. Sasha's here with me. Hope you're having a fun night. It's episode number 414, and it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday, August 25th. Best night ever. I know. We got some viewer questions that have come in. Let me get right into the viewer questions. Greetings to everybody. Kiwi Tucks and Life of Pi. Nice to see you again. And Old and Salt. Yeah, I said Old Salt. And nice to see you, Bob K 54 and Al Peck. I know. I have a question here from Old Salt. Awesome. So there you have it. All right. It says, hi, Robbie and crew. I know this sounds paranoid, but I recently read an article that said the U.S. government and Microsoft are working together to spy on us. What? I know, right? U.S. government and Microsoft? Together? Supposedly, Microsoft embedded spyware deep into Windows 8 so the government could spy on people. Do you know if there's any truth to this? And also, if it is true, did they do the same with Windows 10? And is this a good reason for people to switch to Linux? Ah. (laughs) Thanks for your question, Osalt. Did they do the same with Windows 10? No, Windows 10 is free. That means they have even more ability 
to... Nothing, yeah, nothing like that is free. If, like... You if, have to oh. ask yourself why. Yeah. The motivation behind Linux is freedom, open source. Uh, f- not just free as in cost, but free as in freedom. That's the motivation behind Linux. Mm-hmm. Does Microsoft share that motivation? I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not, it's not rhetorical. That's a question to, to ask yourself. So, you know, when you download apps on your phone and they're free to use, mm. right? And you think, how are these people making the money that they're making? Why is it that as we install a race car game for the kids? Right. It also has access to my pictures, my contact list, my file system, my phone number. That's because that is what they want from you. That they can sell or hand over Mm -hmm. or do whatever it is they need to do to make the money that they make. And you get to shoot things at other things without naming any names. Yeah, and there's a fine fine line because I don't ever want to be a conspiracy theorist, as you say, old salt. But the fine line is there's a point in data these days where you realize okay this is real right it's not even fiction it's not even something that i've come up with and hey here's an idea maybe they're doing this why is facebook free and yet the people who run it are multimillionaires. how does that work because if you're not paying for it you are the product mm-hmm yeah, okay, so let's look at Microsoft's privacy policy. And in case you think that I'm making it up, we are on Microsoft.com slash ENUS slash privacy statement. This is updated in July, so it's current. Do a quick um, control F with me, and let's do a search for the word finally. Because, you know, they've gone through 40-some-odd pages of stuff that you may or may not have read and then they say finally mm-hmm. let's get down to the meat of it this is microsoft's agreement i have not changed pages i just did a control f for the word finally okay finally we will access disclose preserve uh preserve that means they're going to hold on to personal data mm-hmm. including your content such as the content of your emails, other private communications, or files in private folders. So if I have files on my hard drive in private folders, I am authorizing Microsoft to retain those. We will access, disclose, and preserve these things. Yes. This is in the Microsoft agreement that you're signing when you install Windows 10. Uh, Okay. When we have a good faith belief that doing so is necessary to, so this is their justification, comply with applicable law or respond to valid legal process, including from law enforcement or other government agencies, NSA, things like that, Mm -hmm. protect our customers, for example, to prevent spam or attempts to defraud users of the services or to help prevent the loss of life or serious injury to anyone, so if they suspect you're a terrorist. Uh, operate and maintain the security of our services, including to prevent or stop an attack on your computer system or networks, or protect the rights or property of Microsoft, including enforcing the terms governing the use of the services. However, if we receive information indicating that someone is using our services to traffic in stolen intellectual or physical property of Microsoft, we will not inspect a customer's private content ourselves but we may refer the matter to law enforcement so so remember that within that blanket they are accessing disclosing sharing and preserving saving retaining your personal data that's what they've said right in the privacy agreement yes not a conspiracy theory a fact that's what they are doing which, in some cases, has, has led to the arrest of people doing malicious things. So, sure, I mean, in yeah. some, sometimes, the information that they retain can be used to help put people that deserve to be behind bars behind bars. Mm-hmm. In other situations, people who are doing nothing wrong at all, their information is, you know, 
Retained. And this is where, and the, that sounds fine, right? Because I don't do anything illegal. I don't have to worry about that I, I'm going to get caught for anything. But the fact is, is that this governing body is watching and you're mm-hmm. giving them authorization to do so. Somebody hacks that service. You get the whole scenario of, you know, the celebrities whose nude photos from their phones got leaked because someone hacked into iCloud. Right. Well, Microsoft is able to also get their credit card information when they enter it into Amazon. They're, they're able to get everything. Mm-hmm. That's where there's a, a, a differentiation here because Microsoft is the operating system. So it's not right. Google. Google does similar practices. However, they are a search engine and they are YouTube and they are services that you go to and you use. Microsoft is your operating system. Right. As soon as, from the moment you say go, you are now in their monitoring service. So what does Linux have versus like Microsoft? What is, does Linux have something like this? Like that? <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's it, like Linux I have, is open source. Right. So people can go in and they can actually see the code that creates the operating system of Linux. Right. So as soon as anything creeps in that looks a little suspicious that it might be spying on you, somebody flags it and says, hey, what somebody that? interjected something here. And it's happened where somebody has tried to put something in to be malicious or to monitor people's code. And it was found out within a day. And then the new kernel patch comes out and it's fixed. So, so, so they're not, they're certainly not doing it as a, uh, as a, a company. You're not going to find right. that kind of stuff going on. Thank goodness that the Linux community of users mm. watches Linux for me because got, I would not know. Back. <laughs> I would not know. <laughs> yeah. I barely know what normal code looks like, let alone malicious code. <laughs> .exe, that's all I Wait know. Wait a minute, this one has the comment. This is malicious code. Yes. I wonder if it's malicious. If the code ends with mwah, then I know it's bad. <laughs> Insert evil code here. <laughs> Control V. Okay. So I hope that that helps answer your question. Um, not to get all, this is unfortunately the world that we live in, but my concern here, the difference, is Facebook you log into. You decide to give them the information. Google, same thing. You decide to share that information. Windows, you do not decide. Everything that you do on your computer, they monitor, they store, and they can share, disclose. That's the difference to me. That is crazy. Yeah. Scary and crazy. But it's free. So you can (gasps) install it and then air gap. What's that? Disconnect. Get offline. Never connect it to the internet. Remove the Wi-Fi card. Oh. Put a, a liquid cooling system in it. Whatever it takes. That's the only, that's the only way you're safe anymore, really. Oi, oi. Mm. Okay. Thanks for the question, Old Salt. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I have a question um, about one of the store links. So it's oh. the VoIP. The VoIP. What do we have? Net talk. Do we have that in our store? Yes. Okay. So says shop.category5.tv. Yes. Is our, our online store. Mm-hmm. So head on over there. Check it out. So it says, hello, Robbie. I had a quick look at your store links, and I saw the VoIP one and, and the selection, and I followed it through to Amazon.ca. Oh, yeah. The reviews are pretty bad, and each person said the customer service was horrible. With NetTalk? Yeah. Really? I know. Aw. I don't know. NetTalk, what are you doing? I know. Yeah, two and oh. a half stars, 2.7 stars. Oy. Okay, so 48 customer reviews. I guess and they're, they're not and they're great. And they're doing pretty one star, 21 star reviews. Okay, carry on. Okay, so I've had Magic Jack for almost a year. It mm-hmm. is my only phone. Easy setup always works. My app works on the Shaw hotspot or any Wi-Fi. Works plugged into my HS modem or my laptop either way. Also works on my smartphone. I have it in two smartphones, and two people can phone out or take incoming calls at the same time with only one number. That's kind of cool. And the voicemail also emails me a voice file that I can play for my email and listen to. I had one trouble with incoming calls, not ringing, but going straight to the voicemail directly. But I signed into their webpage, got 
the live chat in about 15 seconds. They fixed two things and got me to check a few things during the chat and this everything. This is Magic Jack now. This is yeah. Magic Jack. Okay. And everything was completely fixed. All done right the first way. Hmm. In my opinion, maybe you should uh, get <laughs> Magic Jack and skip NetTalk. Pull, pull NetTalk? Okay. First of all. That's from Courtney. It's, it's, uh, it is a bit of an apples to apples. They're similar services. They are uh, providing phone service so that you can uh, use your internet connection to make unlimited long distance calls. Right. Uh, we worked with NetTalk for a while and they were great products at the time. Um, I understand that they maybe have gone through some rocky times and so that might explain some of the bad reviews i do know also that magic jack has gone through the same growing pains because it's a service where um, these kinds of services have to build infrastructure they have to battle it out with phone companies when they were trying to get porting into canada for example so that you don't lose your bell phone number Right. right. This was such a complicated process, and it was really bad for both Magic Jack and NetTalk. NetTalk was the first to get it finally secured. Then Magic Jack followed suit. And Magic Jack, I'm looking at their reviews on Amazon, and some of them are quite similar, too, and people saying that customer service is poor uh, for Magic Jack, saying you it's know, lousy. I, I work in the customer service industry, mm-hmm. and let me tell you, sometimes we are trying very hard to make you happy. So, and sometimes what the words that are coming out of our we need that watch because <laughs> yeah, the words that are coming yeah. out of our mouth do not hit your ears the way you would like them to. I I will speak on behalf of anybody in the customer service industry. Sometimes the problem. <laughs> is, it was you all along. Is, yeah. I see where you're going with this. Okay. Right. My point, Sasha, because I'm so much nicer to the viewers. I would never accuse it of being her fault. I would never do that. I'm not saying it's her fault. No. I'm saying these people oh, on okay. Amazon were doing the one Oh, stars. Amazon. Yeah. yeah. You no. watch oh, out goodness, for that. Courtney. Oh. No, I and get it. And you know it. what else? Courtney didn't try NetTalk and Switch. Oh. No. Oh, okay. No. Okay. All right, let's Read back up. Let's, let's tell you a little bit about how Amazon works. I work for Magic Jack. Now, I'm going to tell you first and f- let's just say Magic Jack is awesome. I love it. We have one here. I've got it at home. I've had it for a long time. My Magic Jack died. I had a Magic Jack Plus at home. I got online because I didn't have phone service, right? So I went to their website, magicjack.com. I went to the live chat with the operator and said what my problem was. And they said, try this, try that. And I tried it and it didn't work. And they said, okay, we're sending you a new one. What? So then they sent me a Magic Jack Go. All I had to pay was the $5 shipping and handling great. I plugged it in. It worked. Their service is awesome. That was my experience. Other people have had other experiences and that's fine. So I'm a Magic Jack advocate for sure. I will put it in our shop because I love it and they sell it on Amazon. And so, hey, you can buy it through us. That's great. Um, But let's back up and say, here's how Amazon works. I work for Magic Jack. You work for NetTalk or you're a, a NetTalk customer or whatever. Okay. Or you're a nobody customer. You're just some person that does reviews on Amazon, so I'm gonna send I'm gonna send you a net talk and say uh, bad talk this product. Mm. So what I what I do as a competing product is I actually provide you with a coupon code to purchase the net talk product, and I say okay once you receive this I want you to try it and then give them a, a bad review, and you get something out of it. You got the device, and all you have to do is give it a bad review. And you've got a free year service and so on and so forth. I don't know if that happens as much with that phone service, but it happens a lot with other electronic products. And we avoid this stuff like the plague. It happens, I know, because I do product reviews as part of my lifestyle. Okay? Right. So when we review products on Category 5, we're honest. We're, we, don't, uh, we don't succumb to that kind of trickery. Uh, when I say something's good, I personally actually believe that it's good. I tell you about this SJ Cam 4000 because it works really great, and I'm actually using it tonight, and I've shown you, yeah, it works great, and it worked great at the cottage as well. So yeah. that's why I recommend it, and that's why it's in our shop. That talk was great at the time. So, so you've got to watch Amazon reviews because they're not all real. Right. You can usually spot when they're not real. Sometimes when someone goes to this amount of effort to say, hey, one out of five stars, and they write all this stuff, I tend to be, okay, well, it's, their service is lousy. You can't keep your current phone number. Yes, you can. They have call porting, uh, blah, blah, blah. So it, it just it's a red flag. And mm-hmm. Amazon reviews, any reviews online are not, you, you have to look at 
all kind of all of them gauge which ones are real, which ones are yeah. fake. Unfortunately. Well, good luck with that. I I do agree. Magic Jack is probably the the better of the two. Personally, that's my opinion, mm-hmm. and I can say that. Uh, but that's to, not to say Net Talk is awful or one out of five stars. It's just mm-hmm. my opinion. It is what it is. So I'll have them in the store for you. Thanks. That's Sorry. Okay. Sorry, I badmouthed the people badmouthing. <laughs> They're all fake anyways. They're all fake. All these people with their one-star reviews for NetTalk and Magic Jack. Custom- They're bitter. I'm a sensitive They're probably customer paying service Bell. representative. Yeah, these people work for Bell. <laughs> they pay $80 for their phone service per month. I pay $2. I can call anywhere, anywhen. Perfect. Yeah. You can me. call us. Call us. 2545 Cat 5 TV because it also supports vanity numbers. All right, that's it for this week. It's been and fun. We maybe even went a little overtime. Yeah, well, yeah, there you fun. have it. Your download's a little large this week, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adam, for being here. Sasha, good to Thank see you. Thank you. Tally over there. We will see you next week. Night, everybody. Don't forget, check out Nate UK's uh, GitHub page and get a hold of that Cody channel. We'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank <laughs> you.